0: The Brutally Speaking Podcast is proudly sponsored by Starving Artist Brewing. Starving Artist Brewing may be a small speck on Michigan's beer map, but they say big things come in small packages. A brewery who really puts their money where their mouth is, supporting underground artists far and wide. Making delicious beers with the simple belief that you should judge beer, not people. Brutally Speaking Podcast is proudly sponsored by Rockabilia.com. With over 500,000 officially licensed items in their online store, you're guaranteed to find something you need. Use our code BRUTALLY and get 10% off your total purchase order. Now on to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am your host, John, and this episode's guest is Chris Fox, vocalist of See You Next Tuesday. The cut down to Distractions is officially upon us this week. We are four days away from Distractions coming out on Friday, February 17th through Good Fight Music. Uh, I sat down with everyone in the band and basically wanted to just kind of get to know the guys. Um, I've known the band for a long time. I've known members of the band for equally as long. Fox is really the only one that I've known the longest. And honestly, this just seemed like a great opportunity to A, catch up with Fox, talk about the new record, talk about you know the lyrics to the record, what inspired it. Because honestly, like like I said, I, I've known all the dudes. I just honestly don't know much about them as people outside of Fox. And even then, it's, it's more of a quality over quantity kind of thing with with everyone in the band. And, you know, with Rick, like, I've known Rick for a while. I've been out drinking with him, and, you know, he likes to drink and be loud and laugh and all those kind of things. And Drew is more reserved into himself. And Jimmy, I don't know, honestly, at all. I've never talked to the guy until I started doing all these, these chats with everyone. But it seemed like a great opportunity to really kind of give the band... Individual time for everyone to get to know who they are, and each chat. It's funny, like you know, the one with with Fox so far, I think was the most consistently serious out of all of it. Rick and I just kind of bullshitted about things, and and then we kind of got more serious, and and Drew was sort of the same, honestly. And and honestly, the thing that was really impactful to me about all of these is when we get real and when we get serious. It really showcases the what the band is doing on this record. And when you hear the things that inspire this record for everyone and some of the things that they've all gone through in the process of making this, I think you're going to feel those things so much more on this record. I mean, I know I have. I've listened to it about four or five times today since I gotten it. And it's. It's everything I wanted the record to be coming after intervals, but it's it's so much more. And it's it's honestly just a, a record where I just feel so proud. I feel so proud of the dudes in the band for being able to create this. And I feel like it it had to happen now. You know, I talk so much on the show about things happening when they're supposed to, not when you want them to. And this is definitely an instance where I feel like the time between intervals to distractions and how it all came about couldn't have been any more organic. And and to a degree I am, it sucks that some of the things that happened to the, to the guys needed to happen to, to make this happen musically and sonically and everything. But it's one of those things where it's like, man, I'm glad that all of you collectively went through this and then had the shared experience to, to help each other through these things Because I think the music is ultimately better because of it. And I'm really excited to see what it does for people. There are songs... I mean, I'm not going to give too much away because I want you to all go into it with as much anticipation as I did upon getting it. But I will say the last track really, like, hits. A lot of this record really just fucking hits you because it, it it feels so important and it feels like it needed to happen. And I don't often talk about the thing, as I call it, the record, because I feel like it timestamps the the chats and everything, and I want them to be more timeless. I want you to be able to listen to these whenever, and these could have happened yesterday or the day before or whenever, and it just is a thing where upon getting the record and having already done three of the four conversations with everybody, I i am so glad that I, I did most of the chats before listening to the record because I... I I can feel everything that everyone and I have talked about. But all of that said, let's get into my conversation with Fox, and I'll see you all on the other side of it. Well, it's a uh, it's it's almost fitting to, to do this because uh, I feel like every few years uh, you decide that you're you're gonna do a new band and and uh, be active on socials. Not exactly and everything. new and, this time. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's interesting because I, I feel like uh, this out of you know like a lot of the things I think musically that you do it just kind of sort of comes out of nowhere and I feel like I kind of enjoy it because it, it it feels. And I don't mean to sound, make this sound like anybody who does, you know, press and stuff like that. It's like, well, we know we're on the album cycle of record the record, got to put out all the information about us writing a record to drum up the inspiration or the not the inspiration, mm. but the uh, the interest in what we're doing. And then we spend, you know, three, four months with a rollout plan and then we do all the press right, leading yeah. up to it, a, a tour for a year or two, followed by just rinse, wash, repeat. And it always seems Mm -hmm. like, you know, the nice thing about you, at least uh, for those that maybe don't know you as well as I do, (laughs) is that you do not do anything that you do not want to do. So when new See You Next Tuesday stuff was starting to be announced, you know, some shows coming and all that kind of stuff, it was it was kind of nice because it feels like, you know, being able to take the time away really kind of allowed all of you to. Want to come back to it and want there to make this be a thing that you want to do, and I can't speak to to the full album because I haven't gotten to hear it all. But based on right. the two, now literally three, as of minutes ago when we're recording. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it seems like it seems like you know I can at least speak to you and being the lyricist of the band and the vocalist that it seems like there's been shit that you needed to to discuss and and get off your chest. And I feel like that's something I've always admired about you as a vocalist is just that you do things when it needs to come out of you. And I think all of us as as fans and those that want to invest the time into the art that you create, I think it really resonates with a lot of us because it needs to come out of us and it's cathartic for us as well. So I guess kind of let's start there with, uh, you know, kind of where were the beginnings of this new record and the reformation kind of where did they come
1: from? uh okay um yeah god you're such a good interviewer john (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah uh okay cool um where did it come well i mean we we reformed in 2015 so it was only like a few years that we weren't together but obviously we weren't fucking doing anything we only played like like five or six shows maybe like from right then till now you know till recently uh and it was just kind of like if somebody offers us a ridiculous amount of money to play then we'll play we kind of just treat it as like a really weird second job um <laughs> and we, we had fun doing it you know but like fucking all of us got big boy jobs and it's like hard to fucking do anything especially like how we used to um so it's always been kind of there but not there since then um, then uh, okay. I get my time frames mixed up I, I believe it was right around COVID when lockdown happened <laughs> maybe right before um, drew hit me up randomly I don't know where I probably hadn't talked to him in like six or seven months prior uh, cuz I don't fucking talk to anybody uh, <laughs> But, uh, which is another reason why this seems like it came out of nowhere. Cause I'm so fucking private, uh, normally, you know, when I'm not doing a album release cycle, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he hit me up and he's like, Hey, I, uh, I wrote a song. I was like, okay. Never thought that was going to fucking happen. You know, we'd kind of discussed maybe doing like a split with somebody or something random, nothing like major. Um, prior to that but like it just kind of came out of nowhere with drew Uh, i was like cool you know let me check it out and i did it was cool i didn't think like i'd have to like jump on the ball of like writing lyrics or anything i was kind of waiting to see if it was like even going to be a serious thing before i invested time into it right and maybe like a month later he hit me up again he's like hey i got another fucking song i was like jesus christ okay that's fucking cool you know it's awesome um and then it then it was literally like maybe like a week week and a half later he had another song you know and i'm like okay well this is this is fucking happening you know so i, I from there we just kind of started writing and uh the writing process was very long very grueling hmm. um we spent, Drew and I spent like a lot of time on it, a lot of, a lot of back and forth ideas. Uh, we ended up finishing the album in June of 2022. So okay. last year. Um, and we'd just been kind of working behind the scenes with Good Fight since then to get it out. Tried to keep it a secret as much as possible, but we were all pretty fucking anxious. By the time it was supposed to come out to, to tell people that we were actually fucking doing something, you know, we've been working on stuff for since 2020. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and that's how it came to be, I guess. Just, yeah, Drew, Drew's the, <laughs> the writer guy. So uh, it all comes from Drew and he finally found something that pushed him to writing. So I guess I had to write as well.
0: So I want to stay on this, but I feel like I'm going to completely forget this train of thought that I think is actually a, a good question. So I'm gonna we're gonna go back to writing, like for this record, uh, when we okay. get off of this tangent. But okay. you know, <clears throat> I remember taking you to the C, the album release show uh, for Intervals for, and playing was, it, was it Intervals playing or
1: either,
0: it was Intervals, yeah, it was because you guys were yeah, okay, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and I remember you know, that like two hour drive to the tour start or the tour, the first stop of the tour, you know, you're playing the record. We're kind of talking about it. And, you know, I remember kind of having this conversation with you about like the songs that are, I don't want to call them mature or grown up, but like that they're songs that you, you wrote and kind of broke out of what, you know, I think a lot of people knew you for from Parasite. And that I was like, dude, I I would love to see where this, where you guys go from here if you continue to write down this avenue and right. it now all these years later all these years later it reminds me sort of of the same possible like thoughts of like refused refused put out shape a punk to come and then basically went away for fucking right. a decade plus between album releases right. and it kind of makes us to refuse <laughs>
1: well in but I, the I comparison saying,
0: comes yeah. here the comparison comes here where it's like, you know, a lot of people were taken aback initially by shape of punk to come because it wasn't fan the flames. And a lot of the things that we now think of refused are because of shape of punk to come. And I think it allowed the fandom of that band to have time to really sit with the newness of what they were doing and how they were expanding their sound. And I'm wondering if a people that maybe weren't on board with intervals because of some of the, the, new directions you were taking the band and the music if they have since come around and secondly if you feel like there's a pressure or was a pressure to write something that kept expanding your own band sound because of the risks you took all those years ago it almost maybe gives you permission to to go even more further
1: um i mean with intervals you know we'll just start off with with intervals you know a lot of the songs that were on parasite um were all written years before the album even came out when they were all you know I joined the band right before we recorded Parasite like right like less than a month before we went into the studio So all those songs, most of them were already written I think we only wrote two songs in the studio and they're very apparent which two songs they are <laughs> um but um so you know that's why it was like, the drastic change a year later with intervals is because we were already, or at least drew and everybody were already in a, I, I was already like in a way different mindset than that stuff. But, you know, um, we already matured or matured a lot as like in our tastes of what we liked musically um, since the songs of parasite were written, you know? So it, it seemed like, a total one eight. Well, maybe not a one eighty, but like uh, veering off in a really weird direction from Parasite was like a drastic change in like a year or one, however long those albums were released apart. But it was just because those Parasite songs were written way before the album was even recorded. Um, but yeah, I mean we did mature a lot with intervals and it wasn't as well received because people were already used to like weird wacky us, you know, as far as You're musically. Right. We're we're always weird and wacky like as people, but <laughs> uh but yeah, it it didn't get received as well. But it you know, at the time we were listening to stuff like like graph Orlock, uh, rotten sound, cursed regurgitate, like stuff like that, which was way more mature stuff than what we were listening to prior. Um, so that definitely helped push intervals in a way different direction than, you know, the other stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not only that we were older, so we weren't, we wanted to write more serious stuff too. Uh, and then, fast forward to now you know i just don't think we didn't have any of that shit in mind really i mean we we definitely wanted to kind of pick up where intervals left off but it wasn't like a huge like thing we were just like writing what we liked you know and with what we liked hearing um we weren't trying to go like any certain or certain direction or anything just whatever sounded pleasing to us and it's definitely influenced by a lot of the stuff we listen to now um yeah you know, fucking 15 years later <laughs> like my musical tastes <laughs> have totally changed i barely listen to like heavy stuff at all anymore uh and that's very apparent in a lot of the lyrics i wrote um i feel like and then drew and i both listen to a lot of electronic music now um especially like darker, heavier electronic music. And I think we kind of started integrating that in quite a bit to see next Tuesday stuff. And I think we're going to continue to do that as well. Um, Even further. I don't know how well that's going to be received, but honestly we don't really give a fuck either. So (laughs) it's just, we're just writing stuff we want to hear really, you know, and what is fun for us to play part or maybe not fun it's it's super hard (laughs) to play (laughs) but you know it's just whatever's enjoyable for us pretty much i don't know i think the thing that's close i got to an answer for that question
0: (laughs) no i i think you i think you did get close to an answer and I, i think the interesting thing about it because when i think you know the the interesting thing sometimes about doing this show and and i know Cause now I I make a comment about how like no one ever fucking comments about anything or tells me how, what they think about the show, love it, hate it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now I think because I've said it enough and I was talking about like fatigue of doing a show where it's like you do something and you put on all this time and the sacrifices you make, you know, like I'm married and I work jobs couple in in some instances. And it's like, it's hard to keep investing so much of yourself and putting so much of yourself into this thing and getting pretty much nothing in return or at times maybe getting like troll ass comments where you're just like well fuck yourself too then like i don't yeah who cares um but it is one of those
1: shit out there (laughs) sure
0: but i think the thing that's been interesting as of late is when i do some of these with people that i know a lot more personally like outside of just doing this that you know a lot of people comment on it's nice to like I don't ever hear that person talk like this because they don't usually know the people that they're doing press junkets with and so forth as well. But I also think, you know, we're around the same age and, and, you know, I know a little bit more about some of the things you've gone through as a, as a person. And so to me, when I think about, you know, see you next Tuesday and what does it mean to me now being almost 40 and You know, same thing. I don't really listen to super aggressive music anymore. And if I do, I'm looking for something different out of it than I was back then. I I think I'm looking for more of an internal connection to lyrics and and kind of finding something before it was just let me throw my body about and just it's a cathartic release physically for me. Now I'm looking at a lot of this music and I'm like, what is it doing for me? maybe mentally or emotionally that, you know, maybe right. I'm not able to tap into these things. And so when I kind of think about that from a music listener, I can't help but think that maybe with something that's been gone from your life for a while in, in a, a different avenue for you to express yourself that maybe you and the rest of the guys, it's almost like, because you give no fucks about what anyone else thinks. And this isn't your full-time thing that you're willing to take more artistic chances and put yourself out there way more because you don't give a fuck. And it really is what it, what it does for me and what I'm looking for out of it is I want there to be this release for me because I need to have it be that for me. And I feel like maybe going into this, this record for you guys writing and speaking more to you personally, I feel like maybe the things that have happened in the, you know, 10 plus years or 15 years since the last record, you're able to go, fuck it, I'm putting all of this out there. Cause this may be the last time I get to do something like this and, and get to say these things that I've been holding internally and I need to let it go.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, back then I, I'm, I think I might've been a little bit like worried to write about certain aspects of stuff i think about um now i just don't give a fuck because it doesn't it doesn't matter like who cares you know like i think fucking maybe like three percent of the people who actually listen to us probably even read the lyrics so i don't care about that um and if they do read it usually i get pretty good feedback uh thankfully uh which is flattering but uh yeah, I mean, I I don't give a fuck anymore. You know, it kind of started with, uh, you know, all about bore that I was doing. Um, I really started, like, diving deep, like, lyrically into, like, weird shit I always think about. Um, and then it just kind of transitioned. Not, not exactly the same subject matter, but it, it, like me, just, like, diving more into, like, mentally what's fucking me up uh it definitely transitioned into you know distractions for sure and like me not caring what anybody might have taken away from it you know definitely it came with my age not caring what people think about me (laughs) yeah but you know um but uh i don't really know where i'm going with this (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i just don't give a none of us gave a fuck that's the thing you know this was more for us we didn't uh you know putting this out we've received like an amazing response so far and it's already grown into something way bigger than what we imagined it would be coming out Mm. i mean we we hope for the best you know but like you know, at least speaking for myself, I just kind of thought, you know, hey, these guys got a new record. They used to be a band back then. And then, <laughs> you know, be buzzed for like a week and then nobody would give a shit. But it's like been continuously like a thing and grown into like way bigger of a monster than I imagined it would be so far. So, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful for that. But we didn't think. It was, it was just for really just for Drew and I to kind of literally be a distraction from shit that was fucking with us, you know, more so Drew than me. But, you know, it's like, that's how that, the album came about to be, to take focus off shitty stuff in life and go in a different direction. So, you know, it's, so, yeah.
0: it's, it's, Always been kind of interesting to me, you know, like yourself, you know, I would say like a mutual person we know in Alfonso um, and a handful of other people I know that are vocalists in, I don't want to say extreme music, but something where there's more yelling, screaming and so forth. I find it yeah. amusing that like you guys are so soft spoken and. I can't speak to Alfonso cuz he literally posts all of his thoughts online and I get it like you got to <laughs> he very <that's>, much does That's <laughs> that's sometimes you know it's it's I'm a good I do opposite. think
1: <laughs>
0: I'm I'm somewhere in between where I am really getting away from it from just using it as a sounding board uh because then it's like if you know inevitably like I do see sometimes when I see Alfonso post when I'm on Facebook every so often I will see how it a general thirst for putting ideas out there and thinking out loud turns into debates and arguments and that's not Mm -hmm. that wasn't you can tell that that's not the intention Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but the other thing is more so speaking to you personally I feel like what's interesting is you are someone that you only put out there what you want people to know and in the day and age where we know so much about everybody. I always think it's interesting to me that when you do put out music, when you like, you know, the last single you put out, I was, you know, I was really kind of taken aback by the lyrics in it. Cause it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have been based on what you've written song. before. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, it's showcasing a side of you from a writing perspective I hadn't really seen before. And yeah. I think to me, it's, I wonder if there's ever sort of a, and I'm, I'm kind of like probably you can literally see it on my face. I'm trying to work on how to get to the, what I'm trying to ask is, you know, that's sort of the downfall of this is I'm thinking in real time, you can see it as I'm right. coming up with these ideas, but it's interesting to me because I just, for someone that's so, I don't want to say guarded with your emotions and your thoughts and ideas is it is it scary I guess to kind of put yourself out there in some of these ways at all I mean I know we just literally talked for a couple minutes about you know I don't give a fuck but I feel like to a degree it's there's and I'll speak more from from my perspective of having gone to therapy in the last couple years of you know having to deal with my own shit and kind of talking through things and and kind of Vocalizing thoughts I have that I think are fucked up, or things that I I think about and realize that you know if I were to say these things to people, people are probably going to stare at me and be like, dude, what, what, what? And it's hard to put yourself out there like that. And I feel like at times when you do, I feel like it's almost like this form of therapy for yourself, where you're kind of exercising these things and it's just not who I know you to be. So I always think it's interesting. This, this duality of you as the artist and you as a person who put yourself out there, but also really doesn't at the same time. Yeah.
1: I mean, it does. I know there's
0: not really a question in there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of a way to respond to it. As far there's. So with the last um, single, why can't you behave? um, It's definitely a different, approach to writing lyrics for me um and i kind of just stumbled on it honestly that song was actually a poem i wrote uh a long fucking time ago um Mm. and i was just kind of like i was having a hard time writing for this album at the beginning because i hadn't really done it in a few years and i i didn't really i had some stuff on my mind but i didn't know how to like formulate it into a song so i was just looking for ideas and i came across that poem i was like man this would be fucking sick um like the pure contrast between the like the almost like romantic aspect of it uh against like the chaotic music um and it started getting me thinking about like one of my favorite bands ever minus the bear uh and like how those lyrics make me feel and make me Mm -hmm. like take me to like kind of almost like a romantic movie-esque like feeling like kind of put me in that mind frame I was wondering if I could possibly do that as well with us uh Mm -hmm. so that that's very much derived from stuff like Minus the Bear um but I don't I just kind of like we did that song, and I really fucking loved the contrast. And I kind of, as when you actually hear the rest of the album, that's not the only song like that. Um, I I really enjoyed how it turned out, so I did it a couple more times uh, on different kind of like romantic type subjects uh, that I was just kind of making up in my head as I went. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I just wanted to. I don't know do something different i haven't seen like or heard a metal band really do anything like that before except glass jaw or something or like um i I bet every time i die has something like that um i don't i don't know only in recent years right yeah um but, but yeah it was just a fun take and you know i don't really care about like whoever sees that side of me either you know like it's not like a huge deal to me
0: today's beer minute is brought to you by starving artist brewery who share a simple belief you should judge beer and not people. Today's beer is from 450 North Brewing out of Columbus, Indiana, and it's their Shark Bite Smoothie Sour Ale. Coming in at just over 5%, this sour ale really hits the spot for my inner sweet tooth, with the blue raspberry and blueberry tartness really setting up the tone for this super sweet beer. Personally, I feel like this is the perfect beer to get people into sours without them being quote unquote, too sour. Thanks to Starving Artist Brewing, who remind you to support your starving artists and please, always drink responsibly. And now, back to the show. I just think a lot of times for me, like now, especially as I... This just turns into the old man bitching podcast, I guess. <laughs> 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 it, just, it, just, <laughs> it just becomes as I as I get older, like, you know, I was talking with uh, someone that listens to the show, and, you know, I had uh, Tom from Exadata to remember on, um, that we posted a couple of days ago or like two weeks ago as of one we we're doing this and he was like you know it's crazy to hear like you know you're talking about like losing friends and and getting older and like taking the time to to say things that you think you should but like for whatever reason you you instinctively either don't or just forget to or whatever because that's just life mm-hmm. and that's how fast life moves now and it becomes sort of this thing where you know i've been thinking a lot about you know we're in beginning of a new year so you think about a lot of things you want to change and, and improve on and you know the new year me, new me bullshit always applies and I think because of because of going to therapy because of the two years that we all collectively spent you know having to have a very shared experience which I can't really think of any time at least in my lifetime where we've all collectively worldwide gone through the same thing and essentially just lost time and lost the ability to to be with people and to connect with people that it's really allowed for more internal growth and, and kind of wanting to reconnect with people and kind of putting aside differences and and bullshit because of things like the internet where it's like, Oh, well, I don't agree with you on this. And it's like, you know, there were, there was times before the internet where I didn't know how people felt politically or religiously really or whatever. And I just, we found ways to find mutual ground and be friends over things that we shared in common and and it was fine and we existed just fine. And there's just so much divisiveness now. And so when I think about a lot of things and putting out yourself, I feel like it just becomes this thing where that's more of who I want to be and who more of who I'm gravitated toward because isn't that the most freeing way to be in this world now, instead of having to, Fit into all these little fucking boxes of what you're supposed to do, who you, who you, people think you are for whatever reason. Just be you, and just right. be happy with it. Yeah, I and mean, I feel like
1: that's, I think I I definitely gravitated more towards that over the past few years as well. Like, I I took a really hard look at who I was, and I I have like really bad like not only control issues but anger issues as well because I'm so stressed out all the time, uh, and it's like really. I've really had to like take a step back and tell myself to fucking chill out. Um, and I don't think I could have done that without a lot of like self reflection time that I've given myself and that I've had to take, you know, because of everything that's happened in the world. And that's definitely, you know, it's made me just be comfortable with, uh, not only not giving a fuck what people think about me, but like, uh, obviously distancing myself from all that shit on the internet, you know? Like, I don't... I I think the most active I am besides this band stuff, like, people actually seeing my face now. Um, (laughs) But, like, you know, I'm really only active on my tattoo Instagram, and that's because I have to be, because it's my job, you know, and I have to constantly put stuff out for people to see. Um, If it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't even exist online. (laughs) Like I fucking hate the internet, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it, it definitely, the past couple of years have, you know, exactly what you said made, made me personally like take some steps back and like, look at myself as a person and how I interact with people. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it's changed me for the best for the most part
0: weird maybe it's on the same topic but a, a side tangent is that sort of what made you fall in love with like hiking and kind of doing these like day camps and stuff like that like camping out
1: yeah um actually that all started during COVID, like the lockdown i i started getting like really really into photography for a hot second and that like nature like landscapes and stuff um and then uh that kind of just evolved into me not even giving a fuck about taking pictures and hiking and not being around anybody uh and i mean except for like friends that i'd go with but like really just getting away from society um Unfortunately, I've had to give that up because of the fucking band because <laughs> I don't have time for it now. Uh, maybe one day I can get back to it. But uh, but yeah, that definitely did con- like that. Taking a step back did contribute to me staying out in the woods all the time or whenever I could, at least.
0: Just because I remember like one of the, the hikes that we went on. Oh, I'm going to wait because we're. This is the fun and joys of doing things over the internet, kids.
1: Is this my internet that's fucking this up?
0: It I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm in the basement, but I'm literally right below my router. So I should be if short I, of being right next to it. If I scroll away
1: from this, will it fuck it up? I was
0: gonna say, let's be real. I mean, for those that see this and are like, oh well, the internet, and I'm like, Well, fuck you, dude. Like, we're not in sitting in person, and this is the reality of of life. Like it doesn't always work the way you want it to when you want it right. to, but you fucking adapt and, and move on. Uh, and this is mm-hmm. free, so fuck you. <laughs> um, that's always the thing that kills me. is People are like, oh, well, I mean, this could have been better. And you're like, well, it's shit. It's free. It costs you nothing. So yeah, other than your time, happens, which. Man. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think like you and I went on like a random hike in a while, like in the middle of that. And it yeah. was fun because it, it's like something I, I enjoyed doing. But I also like I as someone who runs warm, all the time. The last thing I typically ever want to do is be somewhere where it's hot and just be hot and not be able to like get the activity. (laughs) Well, physical activity doesn't really bother me, but it's, it's more of just like, again, like I think, In light of like, at least I had this during the pandemic. So I still had a way to connect with people and get that, that interaction that a lot of people missed out on because unfortunately with everyone being so heavily invested in things on the internet and being social through a device, they lost the, when they kind of lost that, you lost the ability to go hang out with people. And I think it really made people reconnect or at least hopefully reconnect with real friends and doing real things together and sharing real experiences. And I know like, Like I said, I'm not big on camping because I'm old. I don't want to lay on the ground uh, because it hurts my body. And so I have to do like I, I made, (laughs) yeah, I made it. I made a bit of a a sacrifice. I don't want to say sacrifice. That's not the right word. I made a bit of a meeting in the middle, like with my wife, because she enjoys camping around this, starting to do that. Like when you were getting into it. And so it's like, I stayed with someone. They had like a little blow up mattress. That's just big enough for you as a person. And then I was like, I'm going to do that. Like if I can do that, I can do camping. Um, But I just can't do the, I mean, like, here's what like I, a use. Little... I
1: use a little pad. Yeah. Like a little blow up. Oh no,
0: I'm talking about a full on like air mattress. Like, <laughs> Oh, I, I but... use like a, a pad that's like, no, like... this, this, <laughs> at least like Mine's this is like only
1: like two inches. No. Um. But...
0: So it became this thing where it's like doing things like that. It's been fun and getting to go out and kind of, I guess, quote unquote, roughing it. But like, it's, it's, Sort of, I guess, for lack of a better term, it's, it's just kind of reconnecting you with where we all came from. Like just there's nothing and sort of and I know that sounds bleak as fuck to be like, we're returning back to the, the, the where we all came from, which is nothing. And the absence of everything is where you almost find yourself. But I feel like there's maybe that's the thing is I feel like maybe so many people need so many fucking distractions from their day to day because they're just not willing to deal with who they are or what makes them unhappy and figuring that out to become right. happy
1: that's definitely a lot of what I was doing when I was out there just walking for 12 hours a day, you know, like fucking just had my headphones in maybe and walking and thinking about past, present and future, you know, and me involved in all three of those. And uh, it, it, it definitely helps a lot for sure. Get my mental state back together.
0: Without necessarily delving more than into this, more than you maybe would want to. Can you kind of maybe expound upon that? Like, cause I, I find that I find that concept of past, present and future interesting. And a lot of times I fixate on it when I'm taking shrooms. Like I recently did a, did that <laughs> going up to Traverse city and uh, being at a really nice seventies theme, like mansion B and B type thing with essentially 20 other people. And I only knew about five so it was yeah. really out of my comfort zone of just being around housewives that I have no commonalities with that I'd never mm-hmm. met before. And then I decided just to be like, fuck, let me take shrooms and see what a little bit more of myself I can learn about and kind of shedding of mm-hmm. fears and insecurities and all that kind of stuff and just kind of getting to the core of maybe some issues and using some therapy tools and so forth and moving forward. But I, I love the concept of that. I guess it's almost like, progression like if you're able to be honest with yourself and look backwards think about where you are currently and things you want to do in the future I think it really informs and unlocks a lot about yourself and it's just being honest and I feel like you talking about that that was the first thing I, I wanted to know was what was your experience in that of you know figuring out things
1: yeah I think what really turned stuff around for me is I started to think about like You know, what was bugging me? What was really, like, pressing in the present that was really Mm -hmm. fucking with me? And then, you know, after, like, just thinking about it over and over, I was like, okay, what caused me to be like this to where this is bugging me? So it was kind of like looking back and, like, really digging deep into what memories I can actually recall that would have you know caused me trauma to to act the way i was acting um and then from there it was trying to fix the problem uh and you know heal from whatever may have you know and this is like a multitude of different things that i ended up going back and like really trying to think about you know why i was acting the way i was acting um And, you know, or thinking or, you know, what was causing what pretty much. And it was like things that were like actually causing problems in my life, uh, identifying those original things, you know, so I was pretty much just giving myself therapy by like (laughs) just being by myself, which I'm really good at. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like COVID wasn't like that big of a, I mean, COVID was a huge deal, but like for me to just like sit in my apartment at the time was like. Okay, cool. You know, whatever. I'll just paint. Um, but, you know, really taking that time to like mentally assess what issues I had going on in my life um, helped out a lot. And, you know, from really assessing what caused the trauma to make me act the way I was acting, I was able to not correct or heal fully, but at least be aware of what triggers certain things for myself. Um, and learn how to avoid said things.
0: Have you noticed since being able to do that that you I don't know if the term yeah, happiness I, I like I, happy I feel like being happy is
1: I I'm, I'm still like an incredibly busy, stressed out person. Um, that I don't know you to be any other way. <laughs> way too much on I, I always have like fucking, you know, 10 plates worth of shit on my plate, you know, like, and it sucks. Like today's, fuck, I'm probably not going to sleep for the next three days uh, just to get shit done. But um, besides that, like, I've definitely turned into like a, I'm I'm more relaxed when I'm, you know, i actually able to person Um, and we're back. And we're back <laughs> <laughs> the a- short answer. Yeah, I feel it helped me a lot. Um, I, I, I feel. Not necessarily happier, but I, I'm more comfortable with myself. <laughs> and that I feel like that's always a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean. it's interesting what, and I feel like I need to come up with any word cause I say that word all the fucking time. And then I fixate on it. Um, when kind of thinking about like, you know, something I've heard you say a couple of times during this chat alone, you know, is talking about feeling like, you know, you have to do all these things. You got a lot of things you're trying to do. And I mean, I kind of talked about it a little bit ago where it's like, sometimes I feel like I do the same thing where it's like, I want this, I want this to be, successful and i want it to to be a thing where i get something out of it and, and i know for me i always do so much to the point where like when the industry shuts down at the end of the year and i have like a month and a half off basically of not doing these it's like i miss it because it's it's it I, it's just something i need in my life and mm. but i think the other thing is too is it's like okay you know i have essentially a full-time job then i'm married and then it's like you, you're trying to balance all of these pieces of you and the things that you get out of them to to be fulfilled as a, as a person um, and in the loosest of terms for myself doing this, I'll say, even as a creative quote unquote, but it becomes this thing where I feel like at times I struggle with how to compartmentalize my life to where it's like, okay, here, I'm going to give this much of myself to this thing. Okay. I need to nourish and make sure that this, my marriage is doing well. I also need to be social and I need to work to pay bills and shit. And at times it feels overwhelming because you kind of feel like you can't be all of these things and give all of the yourself where needed to satiate everything. But then it's like when you start looking at it and going, okay, what can I take a little bit less of myself into and and pump into this other thing that maybe needs me more Then it feels like you're like, it's almost like a Sophie's choice. You're like, how the fuck do I choose when all of these things are who I am and what make me happy? And I feel like that's, something that like i wrestle with still and i feel like you know that was gonna be something yeah. i was gonna ask is like I you know, a really are you
1: added you know i got so i much. was gonna
0: say yeah because you now own the tattoo shop that you were working at so it's like that adds a whole nother layer of shit to you that you have to be responsible for and we lagged of course as i say that and we're back
1: <laughs> all right yeah uh i have so many things that i put out there uh least creativity wise that it's and i try and like put like 100 of myself into all of it but lately it's been just non-existent like the band is definitely you know it i don't want to sound like a piece of shit when i say this but it's definitely hurt all the other aspects of my life because it's grown into the like like it's taking up a lot of my fucking time uh and uh, I, I'm very grateful for, you know, the the overwhelmingly positive response that we've gotten so far. Uh, but definitely, like, my career, my actual artistic, like, I think, it, were you following when I was putting those paintings out for a while? The, yeah. The landscape?
0: Well, yeah, and I'd wondered if that was inspired by, like, the camping and doing all that stuff, so...
1: Uh, it it was more inspired by the photography aspect and other landscape art that I was into. I mean, hiking definitely helped, but, um, you know, I, I fucking spent two and a half years making over 50 paintings and I was going to put a book out (laughs) and, uh, you know, have like an art show and I had all the paintings professionally photographed over a year ago to put this book out and you know i just don't have time to do it It sucks i want to do it so bad i feel like i've missed my window because nobody is interested in it anymore you know stuff like that you know i I don't have time to paint for work anymore like you know the only thing i do for work now is like occasionally draw like a back piece or something and for those who are watching
0: of course (laughs) god damn it (laughs)
1: Anyway, back to where Uh, for those who are watching this and haven't figured it out by now what I do for a living. I'm a tattooer. Um, So occasionally I like work on a big piece and draw that. And that's about my only creative outlet as far as art, unfortunately, at the moment, besides shit for the band. Um, But yeah, so like it's been rough lately trying to I'm really bad at like managing what part of me goes into what. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And it's just today is one of those days where I have you know seven projects that are all due tomorrow, <laughs> and it's like, fuck. Uh, I know, yeah.
0: kind, I don't know where I'm kind going of, kind of as we, we very good. I was to say as we kind of slowly start kind of wrapping this up because I know you got shit to do and so do I as we're literally talking about it. But it's you know on a on a personal level, and I know like I said this to uh. Are you froze again? I'm back. Anyway, um, as I was sort of saying, you know, what's interesting, you know, the text you had sent yesterday. And it's funny because I had a very similar experience with uh, Betley when he had to text me about, you know, his rates changing and all that kind of stuff. And I remember sending him a text and, and, you know, I knew I was going to talk to you, so I'm just going to say this to you. But to finish the Betley story, you know, he was like. I know this is a fucking bummer. I'm really sorry. I just can't afford to like tattoo you at the old rates from like when we first started hanging, like I don't even do my friend, like family at that rate. I'm sorry. And I understand if like you can't get tattooed now. And I was like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. But like, I ended up telling him, I was like, you know, I I feel really proud of you as an individual. And I think it speaks to our, our relationship that you feel comfortable enough to say something that I know even probably two or three years ago would have been so fucking hard for you to even vocalize because you're such a people pleaser and you want, you don't want to bum anyone out. Equally, I was, yeah. Equally when you were like, when I had like my whole fucking two days off that I had planned to knock out all the interviews with all of you guys in this, this one day, basically and the one, one tomorrow. And then everything got fucking flipped on its head for me. And Mm -hmm. you were like, yeah, man, like, I don't want to be a dick, but, like, I can't fucking arrange all this shit for you again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have shit I got to do. I didn't And, like, I, I was like, like
1: no, like, no, I, I not, was not at all. I was like, this sounds like I'm an asshole. It's, it was literally like, yeah. hey, man, I'm sorry, but I literally do not have the time to. Yeah. God damn it. Fuck
0: this internet shit.
1: And and we're back and we're back so yeah i just (laughs) literally you know it's with tone on text it's such a like a thing you know like so i just really wanted you to make sure you didn't think i was just being a fucking dickhead you know i just did not have time to go through it again because i right ah fuck
0: this internet shit (sighs) i'm back But it was (laughs) if there was a name, I'm going to write that in parentheses as a name like Chris Fox and I'm back. Um, back. But no, it was it was just this thing for me where I felt like there was a lot of growth in you because I feel like before you probably would have just internalized that. And it probably it either a would have manifested itself in you internally in something else that had nothing to do with it or more to the point. Maybe you would have snapped out at somebody else. And I'm not saying it would have been me, but like just the collection of things like that where you just feel overwhelmed that you would have snapped at the wrong person and then felt really bad about it after the fact. And so to me, it's like the fact that you were able to in real time just be like, hey, dude, I can't fucking do this. Like it was a lot to even do it in capacity. I did. So if you want to do this and make this work like that, it's got to be on you. And it was just like, that's fine. But like to me, I was like, goddamn, like proud of you that there would have been a point in our relationship where you wouldn't have done that. And to me, like, no, I think that shows a lot of growth again. issue.
1: <laughs> yep, uh, 100%. Yeah, I, I really hope you didn't take that the wrong way, though, because no. I, I didn't mean no. it in the, hey, I don't want to fuck it. No. It was like, I'm sorry, no. dude, I can't do it. Yeah. Yep.
0: And then I got it done in, like, <laughs> an yeah. hour and a half yeah, later. Yeah, Drew and, like, texted got it all me back over. was
1: like, yeah, I can sort it out. I was like, oh, cool.
0: Yeah, yep. But it was just one of those things, like, to me, like, I love seeing things like that. Like, it it may seem so in insequential to, like, a bigger thing, but to me, I love, I love seeing people that I've known for a while and and seeing them being able to grow and progress as as themselves and just kind of being being able to live their their full full selves. So I uh, I really appreciated that and I, and I just as a like a little thing I just proud of you for that and just proud of you for a lot of what you've done. Like I mean, again, being in a really weird thing. I and just I think we should give people their flowers as the kids say, like in real time, but like, you know, seeing photos of you recently and all that kind of stuff. It's like, like I was going to say like, man, you look good. Like, you know, you look like you've trimmed down, <laughs> lost some weight and stuff thanks. like that. And it just, yeah. it seems like outwardly and all that, like there's just a lot of positivity that's emanating from a lot of what you're doing. And I feel like it just want to say it's not going unnoticed to those that, oh, well, that thanks, know you buddy. a bit more. So to me, I'm very excited uh, to to hear the new record and kind of delve into a lot of the lyrics. And um, it seems like, you know, like I was sort of alluding to earlier, like you taking on the responsibility of now being a boss and owning a tattoo shop and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I don't know what that is actually like, but having being the boss of people and, and having to deal with all that, it's, it's a very thankless job. And so, I mean, just, I you know, I haven't really talked to you since even that. So it's just, it's great to see, all the good things happening in your life and and maybe you don't because you're just so laser focused on work all the time you're maybe not able to take that step back and just realize like all the awesome shit that you're doing really going on (laughs) i don't have time to think about it
1: (laughs) but thank you but honestly it does mean a lot i appreciate it
0: but it's it's something that like i notice and i'm sure a lot of your other friends notice and maybe just don't actually say to you but giving you your flowers in real time Um, Thank you. It's a kind of last. Yeah. Last two questions I have for you. Uh, One selfishly is a a cheap plug for the podcast sponsor, but is a fun one maybe for you. Um, So one of my sponsors is Rockabilia. They have all kinds of merch stuff relating to bands. And so I've been getting asking people that are coming on the show. What's your favorite piece of merch that you either have or had?
1: Oh boy. I kind of went on this looking for vintage shirts kick for a hot second and I, uh,
0: <laughs> Oh boy. That's great. That's so great. Let me get it. Oh, I don't think I got it. And we're back.
1: Guess what? I'm back. Um, so yeah, I, I went on this vintage shirt kick and one shirt I always wanted as a kid was a uh, a pretty hate machine shirt, a 9 inch nail shirt and i fucking finally just fucking went for it and found a a vintage pretty hate machine shirt from when the album came out and i bought it and it fits real weird but i love it. It's my favorite shirt for sure. It's awesome.
0: I feel like I've been saying a lot is uh that's the, the joy I find in getting older is just rebuying my youth and being stoked on having things either I yeah. hadn't done anymore <laughs> so or much, like
1: kid shit. <laughs> 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 like just like, oh, yeah. stupid comic book stuff. And my, like whenever I do have free time, it is Rick and I playing magic, the gathering, like that is all we fucking do with our spare time. Uh, so I, I was thinking about that last night. Actually, I was like, I'm almost 40, and I spend whatever free time I have playing Magic the Fucking Gathering. Like, what the <laughs> fuck?
0: <laughs> hey, I think it. Yeah. I think it. Uh, it's good because it, it allows you to do something that you have fun with and, and escape from all the. the yeah, it is. An and bullshit it, of everything.
1: That's what hiking was too. It was like, okay, walk away from <laughs> responsibilities for a minute, and that's what Magic is too right now. <laughs> So and it's a way for you to bond
0: A with a a longtime friend of yours and also just kinda you know be social. Right. And then uh last question for you, where are like what would you like to plug? Anything online or anything?
1: Well, we have an album coming out. Um (laughs) uh I don't know, fucking I don't really have a lot to plug besides the album. You know, I'm just like a dude who goes to work every day. Uh, and those tattoos, and I'm already heavily overbooked. So, I, I mean, if somebody wants to get tattooed by me, all they got to do is email me. But uh, I probably can't get you in for a while, unfortunately. Come in I on hate. Wednesdays I, and I, get a small, dude. Small jam. Yeah, I, I really want to move to a point where I'm not doing giant tattoos anymore, and I'm just going to work and taking walk-ins every day. Like I would fucking love that. It'd be so awesome. Um i love doing like giant tattoos but there's such like a commitment that like i'd rather just like (laughs) yeah right i uh i'd rather just go to work and bang out some cool tattoo you know even if it's just like a
0: hi we're back
1: yeah back uh even if it's just a piece of flash or whatever you know that would or something out of my line drawing book that's what i'm i would love to do but I don't think that's going to happen for me anytime soon. Uh which is a blessing and a curse, I guess. I don't fucking know. Um yeah, I guess people can check out my tattoo Instagram which is fox tattoos. Um can check out the old uh, you know, I was in two bands the time we were taken out. I was actually in three bands but only two of them have stuff online. I was in a band called Dead Church. Um mm-hmm. and I'm sure that that's stuff's right. on like Bandcamp or something. Uh, that was with, uh, Maxwell from sender receiver. He actually owns the sanctuary in Detroit. Um, and then I did a project with my friends from another band called burning cities called Boar, uh, Bohr, uh, B O H R. Um, and that was some of my favorite music I've ever been a part of for sure. Um, trying to think, Oh, there might be another reunion of sorts. if you know what I'm talking the
0: about. Old blood, the old Faber machine. Faber's yeah. the egg.
1: It, it, it's kind of <laughs> getting discussed. So well, you know,
0: that's what we do when we get for old. Those, we for those it. who know,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, there might be another something happening with me in it sometime. All right, but it's up in the air. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, the new album, Distractions, yeah. February 17th. I think, yeah. Uh, Well, that's that's the biggest thing coming up.
0: It was fun chatting. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to do this and uh, hopefully be seeing you around somewhere here in the States. uh, So I can uh, go see a show and not be a slave to the grind of working when you're working. And we're back. (laughs) uh, little joke for those that will end up seeing this on the YouTube version, uh, with the video, I didn't cut out like any of the internet issues we were having. So you will see in all of its glory, the, and we're back, uh, jokes that kept permeating throughout the episode. Uh, if you're just listening to the audio version of this, well, uh, if you feel like going through that, uh, that's basically how Fox and I would, uh, reintroduce, uh, the, the, when the internet would stop lagging and we would both be back live with each other and we're back. um, That was a fun chat. Uh, I really want to thank Chris uh, for taking the time to come and talk and to be so honest about, you know, some of the things that he's been going through, um, you know, during the pandemic and just kind of being more of someone who is more of a, I guess, a loner for lack of a better term. But, you know, I would definitely say that I think it – I don't know, that's that's kind of how I've always known Fox to be. I've always kind of known him to, he's always around people, he always has friends and stuff like that, but I also feel like he is someone that genuinely just enjoys his time. And it's something that I, I've, as I've gotten older, I kind of really appreciate those that know that they need that time for themselves, because I feel like it's ultimately what ends up allowing them to find ful- like fulfillment in other things in their life, because they know that that's what they are passionate about. It's something that they want to do, and to even see you know Fox in his professional life of you know starting off as a tattooer and kind of moving around and and finding his his scene. Kind of you know he moved around here in Michigan and all that kind of stuff. But you know now he has settled back into Lansing. He owns you know Fish Ladder, and to see what he's done, where he has really taken his career. You know as someone who has one of his first couple of tattoos it is kind of incredible to kind of see where he has gone in his, you know, career and to see, you know, that he is able to provide people with these keepsakes of things that, you know, bring them happiness and to, to add to their story or to do whatever. And I really do think that tattooing is, is this just really interesting form of, of artwork for lack of a better term, because you're, you're, you're taking a skill that you have something that you are constantly learning and evolving what you do and your interests and you're, you're giving someone a permanent keepsake, but you're also, you know, commemorating something for them, a lost one or a special occasion, or even if it's like someone like myself who just collects weird shit when I go and travel, like a memory of a place I was or a stamp in time, you know, these are things that to me I think are very important and are just, it's not really unlike It's not really like anything else that I can think of from from a profession standpoint. And then add into the fact that you know Fox obviously is a vocalist of a band. That while we often joke about how people probably don't read his lyrics, don't really know what he's saying. I think for those of us who really do take the time to to take it all in, it showcases another side of a person and why, you know, I love talking to him and and love talking about his lyrics and love talking about the inspiration behind these things because. I feel like there's this sense of vulnerability that I wish more people would be that honest about things with others. And, you know, I try to do that on the show. I honestly try to give this and make this a platform where we can share in human experiences and kind of make it, I don't want to say okay, but make it less awkward, less nerve-wracking to, to vocalize some of our thoughts. Um it's, uh, it's something I don't take lately and all, and all three of these guys uh, so far and I have I'm talking to Jimmy tonight um, as of when I'm recording this and I have a feeling he probably he and I will probably stumble across some similar serious talking points where it'll be one of those things where I'm just really thankful that these guys decided to go on on a limb with me and to have these conversations and to, to not know where they're gonna go and just be willing to answer the questions and, and kind of get serious and, and also jokey and playful. Um, I think those are all sides basically of the band. And it, honestly, it really does come across in this new record, like gone are the jokey song titles, uh, references to pop culture things and so forth. And this just feels like a more adult see you next Tuesday. Granted the way the record starts off, uh, maybe isn't quite the indication of that, but it is, uh, still a thing where I think there is a lot of growth and maturity that has happened in the 15 years or so since the last record and that was saying a lot for for the band even back then uh to pull off something that is so so like leaps and bounds just inspiring from where they where they've started off i uh i don't know i'm very uh i'm just very excited for everyone to finally hear this new record uh and to hear these other chats so Let's start wrapping up this episode. If you would like to keep up with See You Next Tuesday, well, you can follow them at See You Next Tuesday Grind on Facebook, See You Next Tuesday Grind on Instagram. They have an old Twitter account under S-Y-N-T, but it has not been updated since like 2008. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that they do not use Twitter. Um, website, you can go over to see you next Tuesday dot two t o slash distractions and that basically will take you into a link tree to where you can pre-order pre-save whatever you would like to do to get you this copy of their new record uh distractions which again comes out this friday uh, very much looking forward to uh having everyone check it out um if you'd like to keep up with fox you can just find him on instagram at fox tattoos um yeah if you'd like to keep up with the podcast you can find this simple enough bruce speak pod on all your socials email me at brutally speaking at gmail.com and uh, very much looking forward to the next couple of episodes over the next couple of days. This has been a really fun, challenging thing, project to do with the guys. And I'm really, again, just thankful that they took the time and saw the opportunity to just kind of do something different. And, I, and I'm really appreciative of the opportunity. So thank you to all of the guys in the band. And I will see you all tomorrow with uh, Rick Woods joining me for a fun chat. Uh, so I will see you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day.